We've heard it time and time again. Maybe you've said it yourself. I don't want someone else selecting my produce. They get it wrong. They pick bad substitutions. The ripeness is off. It's just a personal thing. I want to see, touch, feel, smell the produce myself. Well, with the rise of e-commerce and its infiltration into the grocery sector, it's happening. I'm sure you know that. So how are these personal shoppers trained? Hi, I'm Amy Souter, your host for the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. We deliver fresh takes on keeping your business and your life healthy, full of fresh fruits and vegetables. Speaking of beautiful produce, why don't you enter Produce Market Guide's next merchandising display contest, the next 2023 contest of the Seasonal Produce Artist Award Series is the spring one. Send us your photos of your spring produce displays to artists at producemarketguide.com. That's artists with an S. As for today, this episode features a conversation with Garrick Polinski, e-commerce manager of merchandising and operations at The Fresh Market. Learn how The Fresh Market, which has 159 locations in 22 states, handles its digital personal shopper program for curbside pickup and delivery and ensures the people picking your order know what to do. So join our chat. Hey, this is Amy Souter, the Retail and Education and Produce Market Guide PMG editor of The Packer. And we have with us today uh, Garrick Polinski, the e e-commerce manager of merchandising and operations at the fresh market welcome thank you amy happy to be here so tell us a little bit about the fresh market and yourself and and your your job sure so uh the fresh market is a specialty grocer uh we operate 159 locations across 22 states uh, we're, we're a destination for those looking to discover um, convenient restaurant quality meals, handpicked produce, premium baked goods, fresh cut flowers, custom cut meats, uh, and curated offerings for holidays and special occasions. Um, so about myself, I Fresh Market's a special place for me. I, I joined the Fresh Market right out of grad school. It was my first full-time job, um, and I've now been here for over six years i've had uh, five different roles three of which are in e-commerce um, and like you said currently the manager of uh, e-commerce merchandising and operations yeah and i uh for my own personal reference i lived and worked right near one in fort myers florida and, oh great and i it seemed like a very like fancy it did feel like an experiential kind of grocery store it felt yeah it is the the inspiration behind it is um a european style market um you know if you go into some of our stores you'll see these big barrels of coffee beans it's just Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that you'll see in a fresh market that you won't see anywhere else really it's got a very small small house feel to it but like i said we operate in 22 different states so it's a big operation but we bring a, a very curated feel to it um, for the so, how did the fresh market get started with online shopping? Yeah, um, we started. I, 
I guess, entertaining the idea of having e-commerce in 2018. And um, by December, we had started a small pilot with Instacart for delivery. It was about 12 stores. And so we rolled that out. And um, by May of the following year, 2019, we had launched delivery for all stores and it was growing at a steady pace and um, proving to be an excellent option for guests. But then that all changed in 2020, obviously, when COVID uh, made e-commerce a first choice instead of just an option. So at the time, we we had curbside in about 30 stores, and uh, we quickly realized that that needed to be an option at all stores. So um, across the between March and June of 2020, um, me and the team rolled out curbside to the remaining 130 stores. Um, and just to make sure our guests felt safe and had all the options they wanted with us. Did you offer delivery too, or did you focused mm-hmm. only on curbside? Yeah, delivery was still there. Uh, it was already in place, thankfully, but um, curbside really became a focus because we saw this huge need from our core customer who was typically an in-store shopper. They still wanted the, to drive to the fresh market and have that uh, kind of person-to-person experience and um, delivery just doesn't provide that. So we really put a lot of focus into curbside. And at that time, was curbside part of using Instacart? Mm-hmm. Yep. It was through Instacart at the time and still is to this day. Oh, okay. It just looks a little different than it did in in early 2020. So early 2020, we launched our um our own website that's powered by Instacart, but it's a fresh market feel. We have more control over it. Um, That's kind of where we started really promoting e-commerce is for our own website instead of going directly to Instacart. Although you still can and and many still do. Uh, We just wanted to have that own, our own channel there. um, So it could feel like the fresh market. It really does. Cause I went to it and, and I didn't realize actually that it was powered by Instacart. Yeah, yeah, it's all behind the scenes. Uh, we have a lot of control on on what our guests see, and we can take them on special journeys that we create. Uh, it gives us a lot of control, but it is still fulfilled through Instacart's uh, order fulfillment system. Okay, so Instacart helps with the back end, like the logistics, and or, or what kind of stuff? Uh, more the technology. So we use their technology for our curbside program. They help us get the order and help us communicate with the guests. They provide the technology to allow the guests to place that order, but our team members are doing the communication. They're picking the items, they're staging it, they're taking the items out to the car when you arrive. So it really is a the fresh market experience, even though we've got a great partner in Instacart running things in the background. Uh, I guess like... They've been developing more and more way different ways to 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 work with them, right? And and offer more of a personal branded experience of your own. Yeah, they they innovate all the time. They are constantly rolling out uh, exciting new products, and um, we we typically like to take advantage of those and. Um, Sometimes we'll we'll offer to be a test partner for something new with them, and it's it's been a great relationship for the last um, five years. So, you 
you were mentioning um, the part that I really want to get into is what so some people, since we focus on fresh produce, um, that seems to be a big hurdle for shopping online, regardless of how you receive it, curbside or or delivery. Um, people often want to pick their own produce like hold it, touch it, and decide which ripeness and whatever they want. Um, how do you, you said you have your own personal shoppers. Like, can you describe that part yeah. of the program? Yeah. So we've named it uh, the friendliest curbside experience in America. And it, it truly is what sets the fresh market apart for curbside pickup. So we've put several things in place that you won't find elsewhere. So every order is verified and signed off on by a manager. Most of the time you'll receive a handwritten thank you card and a free sample of something. Every item is backed by hundred percent satisfaction guarantee and our personal shoppers, which are the pillar of the program, they'll introduce themselves by name. They'll be friendly. They'll keep the conversation going throughout the entire order and ask questions, especially if something is out of stock or maybe they see something you might like. There's that that essence of this actually being a personal shopper. Like they, it, over time, they get to know you. They get to understand your tendencies with replacements. If you're gluten free, they might remember that and think, "I need to offer a gluten free replacement." So it really does become a personal shopper experience. And there's training behind that. Um, of course, the the training that we've created walks our team members through how to be. Um, not just helpful, but create special moments and go above and beyond. And one of the philosophies we have behind picking the right item is shop like it's for your own family. And um, I think the the fact that it's such a basic philosophy makes it very easy to translate that into specific moments. And um, it makes it easier to always remember that on the other side of that screen, there's a guest waiting for food. Um, it's not just fulfilling an order. There's a person behind that screen that's relying on you to shop as if they were in the store. I mean, it could be like a very important dinner or, you know, um, yeah, it can mean a lot, not just, you know, sustenance. Yeah, exactly. You never know what that apple pie is for. It might be someone's birthday. So at all times you have to just, absolutely do your best and not make assumptions um i'm thinking of like when you said they communicate with the the customer is it through the website the shopping um port portal or the yeah there's, or there's the a, text or there's a few different channels so you can opt to use text messaging or you can go through our app or the Instacart app, depending on where you place your order. There's there's a communication channel. There's a messaging section within there. Or you can just simply use um, texting. So say I buy, I want to buy an avocado. Um, would the sh does it give an option, or would the shopper ask me like, when do you want to eat the avocado? Or right. Yeah, no, that's a great example. So avocados can be very ripe and ready to eat right now, um, or they need three more days. So we encourage that level of communication with our team members. We want our team members to ask the guest because it might not be something the guest has thought of, right? They might order avocados assuming they're ready to eat. 
So we encourage that line of communication, just keeping the channel open. Um, you know, they they say things like, hey, I found these really great ready to eat avocados. Do you want some of these and some for a few days later? Like they, they give these options that the guest might think is great, but they didn't think of it when they placed the order. So building mm-hmm. that, that level of connection can really drive some satisfaction in a, in a curbside order. You said um, the personal shopper will start to get to know the preferences of that customer. Um, is that through like saved data or also they just know they're just like a regular and they know them? Yeah. Yeah. It's just regulars who are placing orders once, twice a week. Um, a lot of our stores, the same person is shopping those orders. They're there full time. So they really do get to know the guests. And I know lots of our personal shoppers and they tell me about the relationships they have with our guests. And it's it's really, truly inspiring how well they get to know them. Do customers ever request a personal shopper, a particular one? Or are they allowed to do that? Um, it, it depends on if that person is working that day. Uh, yeah. I'm sure we've had instances where a guest just feels a, a level of attachment to a personal shopper. <laughs> and they'll, they'll maybe delay their order to Wednesday instead of Tuesday so they can get that person. I'm, I'm sure that happens just based on... The, the amount of connections I've heard about between our guests and personal shoppers. It almost reminds me of like, um, like I know my favorite bartender works this night. Let's go then. or mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's server kind of- or something, you know, at a restaurant or something. Um, um, so, yeah, I heard something about the personal shoppers dressing in costumes at some point. Yes. yes. Um, so, Occasionally, when you <laughs> come to the fresh market to pick up your groceries, let's say it's mid-December or around Easter, you might be visited by Santa or the Easter Bunny uh, when you get your groceries at your car. It's just a it's a fun little program that we put together to just make that moment happy and memorable for the guests. Because picking up groceries, there's nothing really special about it. But if the fresh market can make that otherwise unmemorable moment memorable for our guests that's that's what we want to do oh and i was just thinking like maybe some of the people who might be more likely to order curbside are ones who have kids and don't want to deal with going in the store with grabby tantrum tired kids and Mm -hmm. and um so they just keep them in the car and get curbside pickup and then that would be even more delightful if all of a sudden a Santa or an Easter bunny delivered the groceries, they'd probably freak out. Have you actually seen this before? <laughs> oh yes. I've, I've seen it happen. Um, we've done it the last two years. Um, it, it's just a, it's a great program. Our, our personal shoppers get excited about it. Uh, it just provides an avenue for that extra level of communication with the guest. It, you know, it, we see a lot of smiles those times of year. So we just try to, make it as memorable as possible. So I want to go back to the training part. Um, so say maybe a brand, is it often a brand new employee or someone who's making a lateral change or, or upward change um, or a brand new employee? Like how, if it's just like a random person, I mean, a lot of people don't know a lot about produce. How, how do you teach them or, or train them? Yeah, so we have um, we have training for every department on top of curbside. So for you to be 
trained and able to do curbside, you're going to have to go through multiple training sessions, some of which are, you know, they might even be as specific as this is your training on cherries. It, we don't just have produce training. We have all these different modules to educate our team members on what's special about what fruits, what um, seasonality is involved, what questions they might need to ask. Um, we we do everything we can to make sure the person shopping that order is as prepared as possible to get it right. Oh, I just imagined it would be. Yeah, I didn't imagine it would be that specific. I just figured, you know, produce department, meat department, dairy, center store. I don't know how, but it's way more complicated than that. Huh? It is. Yeah. Groceries are complicated. It's well, yeah, but I know that on my yeah. side, but <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable in what goes into selling a single banana. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we have a great training team and they, they do a lot of, um, really great work to make sure that there's uh, specific training available for a variety of situations and products. So the produce has, it's divided into all different ways. Is it, um, is there like a, a certain amount, standard amount you have to do before you actually start being a personal shopper? And then it's like continuing education, kind of you continue to do it while you're personal shopping or is it you do it all beforehand? Yeah, it's kind of kind of both. There's a certain level of training that has to be completed before you can start your role. Uh, and then there's, like you mentioned, continuing education after that to to really get the details nailed down. Is it uh, I guess it's a computer on the computer or something. Mm -hmm. Yep, it's all digital. Uh, it can be done from a phone, a tablet, a laptop. Oh. And then, you know, like when they completed it. And mm -hmm. Yep. We do. They they can track their own progress. We can see progress. We can assign additional courses. Um, if a team member is interested in learning about something else, they can request that and we can assign the training for whatever they're interested in. Do they have to take a quiz or something to show that they retained any of it? Um, most, if I'm not mistaken, most of them, there is um, a quiz at the end. Um. Okay. That sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, a great, it's a great program. It's very, very buttoned up. Yeah. Um, because um, I, I just had a, well, a couple of years ago, I remember going to some grocery store, uh, like a co-op and a really like natural, like very, it's pretty good local grocery store. And the, checkout person didn't know like what cilantro or kale or things um that weren't maybe like the most basic but didn't seem to be that that um off and i was and i just was surprised because like they worked there but um uh i don't know maybe like every every employee doesn't have to take training in every part or I don't know how that store worked, but um, it just seems really, it, it made a big impression just as a customer about that store that they didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think cross training is, is really important. If you want to, if you want your guests to feel like everyone in the store can be an asset to them, you have to do cross training. So to your point, a cashier that's un not familiar with cilantro, that that's not, the best image and so i think um when you visit the fresh market you'll you'll 
be pleased with how knowledgeable our team members are. I should give that person credit because I have been a cashier in college at a grocery store and I didn't, I learned from customers what some stuff was. So to be fair. Yeah, I, <laughs> I did too. I was a cashier at Bed Bath & Beyond in college and I I barely knew anything. So I, yeah, I, so I, I should put that in there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really fair to judge them based on what I know now. So. Right. Yeah. Um, it's a very in-depth subject. Um, okay. Well then, um, yeah, about training personal shoppers. And I know that the way you do it is one way and there's many different kinds of ways to do it depending on the type of store and company you have. Um, and just the way you want to do it. Um, and do you have any advice or tips to other retail produce people? Yeah. Um, obviously training is really important and continuous education is really important. I would say, um, not becoming complacent can go a really long way in those little moments with guests. Um, I always try to make the guests feel special, leave room for extra effort, encourage it from your team members. And to have a truly great program, you can't stop at efficiency and effectiveness. It also has to feel special and be memorable. So finding ways to introduce those little moments that are going to make the, the guest visit to your store memorable. Those are what truly makes a great program. Great. Thank you so much for taking yeah, this. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. I found it fascinating that the focus for the fresh market is on curbside customer service, even more than on delivery. Given that the people who opted for curbside during the pandemic were people who really liked going in the store. And I thought it was cool that they give free samples in online orders, whichever the receiving method, just like you'd offer in the store. And the focus on that curbside customer service, like talking to the person in the car, um, sometimes wearing costumes, and just like making sure you have some personal interaction, that seemed really important and interesting. Anyway, check out our other Tip of the Iceberg podcast episodes. In our last episode, we hear from Brianna Shales, Marketing Director of Stemilt, about the opportunity to tell consumers your grower stories and increase transparency with Farm Worker Awareness Week. If you like what you hear, please hit the subscribe button and rate us on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. It really helps us out. And have you heard of our free professional development courses at produceedu.com? There's a produce buying fundamentals course. There's a Berry Academy. There's a sustainability carbon footprint course. There's a merchandising 101 course. And there's a couple that are almost ready. Maybe by the time you hear this, they'll be up on the site. One on indoor growing of tomatoes and another one which is coming, which is all about organic certifications and labeling. If you want to use, you, uh, when you take these courses, you get a completion certificate after you pass the quiz and you could print that certificate out and even like put it on the wall by your desk, or you could show it to your boss when you're trying to ask for a raise or promotion, 
or put it on your LinkedIn profile as a certification when you are trying for a new job. There's lots of ways you could use it. I want you to remember the site of where you get it, and that is produceedu.com. Episodes, show notes, you can find many ways to follow us for more produce opportunities, news, information, tips, insights. So make sure to look for that. And we'll have more of these great produce industry and health, healthy lifestyle conversations coming soon. Thank you so much. I hope you learned something useful and inspirational like I did. Talk to you next time. Bye.